Welcome to the podcast entitled Targeting Optimal Protection for Adult Patients, Immunization Strategies in the Health System. This podcast was produced by ASHP Advantage and supported by an educational grant from Merck. The content for this podcast was adapted from an interview with Dennis Williams that was recorded on December 6, 2011, during the 46th ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting and Exhibition in New Orleans, Louisiana. Dr. Williams is Associate Professor and Vice Chair of the Department of Pharmacotherapy and Experimental Therapeutics at the University of North Carolina, Eshelman School of Pharmacy in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Williams. Thank you. What considerations should a pharmacist be aware of when making recommendations about the various influenza vaccine products and dosage forms? There have been a lot of changes in the available uh, influenza vaccine products over the last few years, and I think there's some wonderful opportunities for pharmacists to consider. There are a variety of dosage forms, including intramuscular vaccine, intradermal vaccine, and intranasal vaccine. And I think an important consideration for pharmacists is to understand the age recommendations, uh, the specific disease states that the patient might have, and other safety considerations in the administration of these vaccines to make sure the patient gets the optimal dosage form. What benefits for a health system do you see from a program that targets pharmacists for Tdap immunization? Well, the recommendations regarding the pertussis-containing Tdap vaccine have changed significantly in recent years, and I expect in the near future that this is going to be an important focus area in our health systems. A strategy to improve immunization rates against pertussis is going to be very important to control this growing problem of pertussis in susceptible patients. And so I think it'll be particularly important in situations where there's a diverse uh, patient group that maybe involves elderly patients, pediatric patients, and entire families. Dr. Williams, if someone has had pertussis before, do they still need to get the vaccine? That's a very good question, and the the answer is yes. Even though we think that the strongest immunologic challenge comes from having a natural disease, in this case, the fact that the individual has had pertussis means that they were susceptible and they may continue to be susceptible, and so the Centers for Disease Control does recommend that that patient be immunized with the Tdap. The value-based purchasing programs implemented by Medicare appear to offer a number of advantages for health system pharmacists. What types of approaches would you recommend for pharmacists to improve pneumococcal and immunization rates? Pay-for-performance represents a significant opportunity for us as pharmacists. The differences in the quality of care for patients in our health system is going to represent millions of dollars in reimbursement to our institution. And I believe health administrators are going to be looking for somebody or some department to assume a leadership role in improving immunization rates against pneumococcal infections. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity for pharmacists to demonstrate the value of service and recommendations that pharmacists uh, might make and to propose additional resources. Are there specific considerations related to administration of the herpes zoster vaccine in a health system setting? There are. The Zost vaccine, which is herpes zoster vaccine, is a a live vaccine, and I think it presents unique challenges related to storage and administration, contraindications, and in some cases, reimbursement. So in in terms of storage, this vaccine is a fragile vaccine. It must be frozen in it, and it needs to be administered within 30 minutes after it's reconstituted. And so there need to be processes to make sure that occurs. It's also important to make sure that uh, the right vaccine gets to the right patient. 
the Zostavax vaccine in the past has been infused with varicella vaccine. And from a patient safety perspective, the Zosta vaccine may not be appropriate to some patients who have immunocompromised conditions. Now, how can a health system pharmacist be effective in managing periodic shortages with adult vaccines? Vaccine products are not immune to problems with periodic shortages, the same things that we see with other drug products. And in fact, they may be more susceptible because they're biologic products. If there is a shortage of a particular vaccine, Pharmacists should look for guidance from the Centers for Disease Control about modifications to the schedule, delay in certain doses in a series, or the use of alternative products. Well, thank you, Dr. Williams, for sharing this important information with us. This concludes this podcast. For additional information about this topic, visit the Educational Initiative web portal at www.cemornings.com.